You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome to the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Professor Trent Nichols, and the inimitable Robert Bricky. Bricky, I feel like this is homecoming. It does have that feeling. I've missed you guys. I've been uh, busy doing... Other things, mainly work, and mainly uh, work, mainly, but not exclusively. Always work. some social life to be <laughs> had. Nice, 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 nice. Well, Trent called you out because we were at Duke Media Day <laughs> last week, right? And thought this is cool, and then in the same week, you send pictures from behind the bench at Ugh. practice. Dude, I send a picture of me holding a television camera, filming Zion. <laughs> He sends a picture of him courtside, yeah, right. sitting behind the dude. And, you know, it reminds me of the old American Express commercials. Membership has its privileges. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we are going to get to some football here soon. Big weekend football, both college and pro. But before we do that, I want to lead with something that we picked up at Media Day. And it ended up being foreshadowing. We've got audio, and we'll put it out there on the internet. But during Coach K's press conference, he was asked what he thought of the investigation that's currently going on with the court hearings and everything else. And he made the statement, first of all, that he didn't think that Duke had ever been beaten for a player by a team that was cheating. Now, with all due respect to Coach K, he is an icon. He's an American treasure. That's nonsense. Right. However... When you think about it, he didn't have any choice but to say that because if he was aware of somebody cheating, then he was comp- he'd have been compelled to turn him in. Right. So I'll accept that at face value. But then, unsolicited, he made the statement. But now, if you give a player, if you give somebody a job, that sounds like a business decision. And I kind of ha haed it. And then he said it again. And then within seventy two hours, there's reports coming out regarding Zion Williamson that he'd been in close contact with the KU staff, and one of the things that he had allegedly asked for was employment for a family member. Not him. His uncle asked for that. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you straightened that because well, that's, no, what's, that's the thing. That's His what is becoming the job. thing is that it's a third-party go-between. Right. Um, Nas Little, that case kills me because Nas Little had their go-between, go ask for forty grand, got the forty grand, and the kid and his family never saw it, apparently. That's pretty funny to me. Um and it's also called unjust enrichment, which is a crime. But that's what you learn in law school. <laughs> I was going to ah. say, that's, that's one of those law school terms yeah. we're not familiar with, Trent. No. Yes. Um, so my thing with the whole Zion Williamson piece is you've got this going on, and it's just becoming commonplace. And instead of it being something hypothetical out there in the world, we're starting to see it in, in inside the details. And – it's pretty obvious now that these kids, it's not even beginning at the college level. 
These kids at these academies and these high schools, there's pay to play there. There's six figures in a lot of cases to get guys to go to a particular high school. Right. And now the G League structure is such that it's sort of finalized, and they're going to give these kids up to $125,000 to sign with the G League straight out of high school. Marvin Baisley, who had committed to Syracuse. I just read that article. Right? Decided, no, I'm out. Right. And now has signed an internship deal, an internship deal. Unique way to do it, though. For a million bucks with New Balance. First of all, who knew New Balance was in the basketball shoe business? I don't think they are. I think maybe they going some somebody drew one on a napkin over the weekend. Puma like wasn't what? New Balance. Don't talk trash about Puma. Into, I'm not. I mean, well, that's they the, weren't. But, I mean, when you can drop, you know, the running shoe business, New Balance, New Balance being the last American shoe company um, that legitimately makes its shoes here in America, has now pioneered a new way to cheat the system. My question for you, Robert as somebody that is tied in as closely to the game as anybody, are we seeing the beginning of the I was going to ask you the exact – How are you going to ask, ask me? I was going to ask you the exact same thing. Is this the beginning of the end of college basketball as that's, we know it? That's the question. Because you take away the high-level players, what happens to high-level programs? Right. Do you all of a sudden recruit four-star guys at five-star programs? Do people still buy tickets and support the university and the athletics uh, club the way they do with four-star athletes? Do Does television revenue continue to generate do you, at a rate but watching four-star do you athletes? Honest, All no, no, of no. the questions I wanted to follow that up with. Do you honestly believe that there won't be any more five-star athletes? Even, okay, listen to this, maybe – what people think is a three-star now bumps up in a couple of years to a five-star. Okay, well, here's the question. Or here's my statement first. America isn't going to pay top dollar to watch second best anything. Exactly. How will That's they just know it. they're That's second just, best? Well, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Is that if the G League really starts picking off these, primary, these, these prime recruits, it will show in the quality of play. And the thing that makes college basketball great – is that there are so many teams in any given year that have got top-shelf players and can legitimately complete. If you turn it into college football, where there's three or four teams that could conceivably win a national championship, I don't know that college basketball can stand that. Here's the difference. If we make – Brandon and I had a long conversation today about the hierarchy of sports in America. And I think anybody that knows anything would say NFL is number one. NFL is top dog. They have supplanted everybody. Behind that, I would say that college football is next with a caveat. College basketball for about a month and a half surpasses that because the hoopla surrounding the conference tournaments and then the NCAA tournaments is bigger than anything else we see, anything we see in college football. College football just sustains it for a longer right, right. period. College basketball takes over, especially for about a two week period. Conference championships, the first two weeks of the tournament, takes over yes. television completely. See, and I disagree. I think what makes college basketball great is not that these teams have these superstars. 
It's the teams like the Butlers, the Gonzagas, the team out of Maryland that beat the Virginia. That's what makes it great because they've taken a sport where they've shown that if you go four years and you play as a team and you play basketball as a traditional basketball program, you can still win. So it gives 68 teams, 65 teams, a chance to win the title. Gotcha. I agree with what you said, but... What makes Gonzaga great is not Gonzaga beating St. Mary's during the regular season. It's Gonzaga being that tiny little school up in Washington playing against UCLA or Kentucky or North Carolina in the Sweet 16 and having a chance to play David to their Goliath. If you take the same level of athlete that's at Gonzaga and put them into UNC – what does that do for the Gonzagas? Because they're down a notch as well. And now right. we're watching a completely different thing. It makes on. it the same college basketball that we watched when Robert was playing. Because no. there was no rules about the NBA and there was no people coming out. There was these powerhouse teams that had yeah, the but, best athletes available. And now yeah. we're just taking the creme of the creme, the well, if you 0.5% of those athletes, taking them out of college, putting them in the NBA early we can't miss them because we didn't have them. Hmm. I don't know. I've, if you bump everybody's program down a notch in terms of talent, then it's still going to be the same. I don't know. I don't think Duke's so. talent. If you bump it down a notch, is still going to beat Samford. True, but we we like to watch because they're guys that can do incredible things. Yes. I like to watch when Steve Alford was hitting threes at Indiana. He didn't go to the NBA and wasn't a superstar. Nobody on the Indiana squad ever went to the NBA. I Isaiah still watch every single Calvert game. Chaney, Isaiah Thomas, 20 years Scott before May. that. That was before my time. <laughs> I When I grew up in the early 80s and all young. that. I'm 41. <laughs> Uwe Blob. He played in the league. He played for the Mavs forever, didn't he? No, he didn't. He, he played four years. He couldn't. He didn't have hands. Steve Alford, he's smart. I, I, I get you, and and the NCAA better hope that there's a whole lot more folks out there like you, because right now college basketball takes over America, but college basketball is not something that the general public builds their lives around. The NFL, on any given Sunday... Say that. You lived in Kentucky, dude. Oh, I know. Take your take that statement back. That Okay. That's, a, that's Everybody the in Kentucky, most, dude. Most programs don't do that, though. Everybody in North Carolina builds their lives no, in college no. basketball. No, they don't. Most people in North Carolina that would consider themselves to be hardcore UNC fans can tell you about the time seven or eight years ago when they went to a game. It's the same 15,000 people at the game every weekend. And it's not 100,000 showing up to watch Michigan play football. It's 3,500 showing up to see a Duke play. Is that what, is that what Cameron seats? Uh, about 95. 95? Isn't that big? Yeah. But they okay, still so, build their lives no, around. No, no, no. Fair okay, no, no, no. I disagree. On Sunday, you block your day. You cook out, you yep. invite friends, yep. you buy food and beverages. It's an event. Yes. I don't know many basketball games 
where it becomes an event. And I'm talking February twentieth, UNC Duke. That is that's, an event. That's one game. That's one game. That's two games that's a year. Games. That doesn't okay, matter. Okay, Trent, that's but two, by that same, that's by two that games same out logic, of I want you to I want you to think about something because we have a perfect example right here in the state of North Carolina. All right? I want you to think about this for a second. How many people do you know that are ECU fans that book their weekends based on ECU ball games? There are tens of thousands of them. There are not, and they're not even a great program. In fact, some might say they're not even a good program. But they love that football. App State has become that. There are not small schools around the country. Yeah, I've lived in Lexington, Kentucky. It's unlike anything I've ever seen in all the places I've I've lived. Those people know their basketball inside and out. They do bleed Kentucky blue. You can't travel five seconds in that town without somebody trying to engage you about UK basketball. Chapel Hill's not that way. Nope. Duke's not. Duke's not that way. Kansas maybe because there's nothing else going on out in Kansas. No, they don't do it there. Indiana Hoosier fans were. Well, fair enough. They'll listen to the radio when I use playing the USS. Are okay. but again, they don't build their lives around because you have too many games. Yeah, you've got thirty-five games. If I'm an ECU fan and I've got five or six games at home, I can I can I plug can, those in yep. six months in advance, and we're not doing anything that weekend because we're going to those games. The NBA is another prime example of that, and that's why the NBA's got to be real careful. The NBA, you got eighty-two games. Everybody gets worn out. I know scores of season ticket holders that hold NBA tickets to a team or another, they don't even go half the time. They can't give those tickets away because they're going to go to 15 games or so. They feel like they're doing their part for the franchise. And, oh, by the way, if they make the playoffs, I guarantee playoff tickets. That's why they hold those things. Football games on Saturdays and Sundays. So when the week is over, I can take my family. I'll call my friends. We can meet up. I don't have to worry about work. We can – tailgate and hang out and we don't even necessarily have to go to the football game that's right we may just tailgate all day you like tailgating more i do i did saturday in the rain (laughs) i tailgated saturday in the rain no leftovers uh well i was at a group function but there were plenty leftovers okay yeah see that's that's funny we're doing a big one duke carolina football game i'm gonna ask you something off the air because Black people and white people treat leftovers different at events like that. Okay. And I'm going to make sure that you're aware of how that works. (laughs) You're listening from the Cheap Seats. We'll see you on the other side. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. You're about to get a sociology lesson from yours truly. Yay! So as some of you out there might know, I am currently attending an HBCU for law school. 
and at North Carolina Central, the third most diverse law school in the country, apparently. I am surrounded by people of all backgrounds and all ethnicities. But we were having a conversation the other day about the about differences between white people and black people anecdotally. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you this because you may or may not know this. Um, white people don't use washcloths. You just you just crunched your face up. I, I did, did you not know that? Where in the shower? It, do you wear? Do you, you don't use a washcloth? Hell no. Yeah, not we have them as like decoration. So if you come and and <laughs> let's say that you've had a couple too many drinks and you spend the night in the spare room, the, I'll put a towel in the room for. Obviously, I'm not going to do it. My wife would do it. She would put a towel in the room. She would probably put a washcloth on there. That you would get that treatment if you if you were at a white person's house, but they don't use the washcloth in the shower. That's just not. You a won't thing at that my house because I don't own any. Well, Sorry, see, we do. Wow. We have Ms. Sorry, decor, buddy. so you'll find one hanging in each of our bathrooms. <laughs> right, but they're not used by me. Now, my wife and my kids, yeah, they're all about that. Right, huh. and that's just one of the differences between black folks. I so did not know you didn't know that. How that, the reason I, I bring that up for and and it's just to educate folks out there in the world. I also have shea butter in every room in my house. I don't even know what shea butter is, but it's in every room in my house. I've heard of it. I'm not quite sure if it's soap or butter or some other condiment. <laughs> it's good on an everything it's, bagel, I know. I, I don't know. What when I was is. at the DeLamberts Maybe. residence, it was very good on an everything bagel. <laughs> yeah, you started eating it and we didn't correct yeah. you. Speaking of which, I do have to throw I that wiped out there. my mouth you with said, a washcloth. You said the everything bagel. I got to give a shout out, and we're not getting paid for this one, but I got to give a shout out to Trader Joe's. They have a, a spice called everything but the bagel. Go to Trader Joe's now and get that. I have used it on literally everything. Does it have caraway seed in it, though? Yes, probably. Uh, I don't know. Is it it's a, got all uh, kinds of seeds. It's got sesame seeds in it. It's like a, if you're preparing meat type of seasoning. You could do that. You can do it so if you're preparing. What it's just I would the like seasoning to do with it, of an everything bagel. Yeah, what I like to do with it is if we're making like French bread or something, right. just throw it on there. Uh-huh. But it works with everything. Last night. I grilled some chicken, and it was dope because I can grill like I that. I really want to hear about this leftover thing. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm going to get too. there. All right. So I put it on green beans. <laughs> right. Amazing. It's called everything but the bagel. You can get it at Trader Joe's. Hmm. You must have it. It must be in your in your cabinet. Okay. But what I want to tell you, and, and I want to I quiz you. I'm going to ask you the question. Hmm. So if you go to a barbecue, if I, if I invite you over to a barbecue, right, and you bring a dish with you, and it's in a disposable tray. It's in an aluminum tray. Let's right. say that you brought the chicken wings. Right. At 10.30 or so, you and Bridget are ready to bounce. There's a third of this dish of chicken wings left. I leave them there. You're going to leave them there? Yes. Are you taking anything with you? No, but black folks. No, nah, let's see. Okay, okay. Yes. So you don't do that, but you know exactly oh what I'm God. talking about. Yeah, they Tra- will leave with more food than they oh, came yes, with. Yes, sir. Tra- <laughs> you don't. You look like you don't know what I'm talking about. I didn't know this until I got married, and I had been to plenty of bloke, black folks' house for barbecue. Right. I just leave with my be. dish. I didn't know it was a thing that was uneaten. But it's when my eaten. wife's, even if it's family comes over, oh, no yeah. matter who it is. They Brother, might bring their own. They foil. are clearing out. You have we have to have aluminum foil at the and ready. Plates to go. And it doesn't no no no, we'll just wrap it in aluminum foil. Okay. It doesn't matter what it is, they'll wrap it up in aluminum oh, yeah. foil and take it with them. Yeah. 
which initially I was like, man, that's greedy. Right. But then as time wore on, I'm like, you know what? If you plan for that, you don't have near as much to clean up and you don't have a refrigerator full of leftovers. So at Thanksgiving, we're quick to host. Come on, because we know we're not going to be eating turkey sandwiches for a week and a half because it's out the door. I have been to birthday parties where you have the gigantic, decorative, oversized birthday cakes and 10 people show up and there is not one crumb left to clean up at the end because people cut these slabs of birthday cake to take home with them. Hmm. White people, Trent, do we do that? My in-laws always send us home with stuff. But other than that, but so that send you home. Thing. No, you I'll take home my dish. dish. I'm going to get some to of that. I'll take home my dish because I'll eat it. But I don't take anything else. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a difference. But oh, no. now, just every time I go to Chris's house, I'm just going in his pantry and grabbing shit. Well, just get some <laughs> aluminum foil and you can have whatever Doritos, you want. Doritos. Right. <laughs> Vanilla man. wafers. But it is a, it is a real it thing. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, I've seen that many a time. Huh. I'm sure that you have. All right. So we were talking about the prospective death of college basketball. Right. It remains to be seen how this plays out. But this G League thing, Robert, you deal with recruits on a regular basis and right. young men that are on the cusp. Right. It used to be that we were like, hey, take advantage of the college education. There's value in it. Correct. And over time – as the one and dones and the early entries have become the norm instead of the the outlier, none of these guys are graduating from school anymore. No. For the most part. So it doesn't really when, when you say a degree from Duke has value, right. it does. There's if you're no going doubt. To the working world, well, it does. I mean, one way or the other. You know, there is there is certainly indisputable, indisputably value in a degree. Right. You know what there is no value in? What's that? Three semesters worth of transcript. Right. So unless you have designs on finishing that degree at some point, is there really any value? Well, I think that has become kids nowadays are are eyeing professional opportunities. They use school as a means to an end. So it's not about the school and the degree anymore. It's about the vehicle that can transport me from high school star to NBA contract. We don't worry about what happens in between. We just worry about the end result. Okay. But we have to think about it this way. You've got, what, 350 Division One teams, something along that line? Yep. Something like that. So each one of those teams is awarding about five scholarships a year. So you're looking at 15, 1,600, something like that. Somewhere between 15 and 1,800 high school players going to Division I programs. Right. For the most part, every one of those guys is going D1, has had somebody at some point tell them, you probably play in the NBA. Yep. The NBA draft rolls around. The NBA offseason comes and it goes. You've got 60 players that get drafted into the NBA, and a handful of undrafted free agents that sign. Nowadays, even of the 60 players that are drafted, probably only 40 of them are going to be on an opening day roster. Now with the two-way contracts, got a lot of those guys going down to the D-League. And D-League isn't chartered jets. That's buses. Right. 
So we've got 1,800 kids that in some form or fashion think they might be able to play in the NBA. But the reality is that we're only adding about 40 to the pool every year. And that doesn't even account for the European players that are taking right. up those draft positions. So you may have 25 or 30 American kids that are legitimately going to wind up on an NBA roster. The rest of them are going to be on a bus between Tacoma and Topeka, right. which is not fun. With this new G League setup with $125,000, how do you rationalize to a young man that there is a legit benefit of going to college where you have to balance being a scholar, all of the demands that college basketball place on you, and you're going to do it for nothing. When you know one way or the other, you ain't getting that degree anyway. Right? How do you how do you sell that? Why doesn't every one of these kids say, "If the opportunity's there, I'm going to take that 125k"? You know what? Now you can't justify it. Oh well, all right. Because <laughs> the kids that go four years and graduate, if they come out making 125 grand, that's a hell of a gig, brother. I'm in basic. I'm in a doctoral program, right? And if I can step out of that doctoral make program, make 125k, I haven't got a complaint. So, in the world. How, there's no debate. This is not even up for argument here. This is, this is why you go to school. Well, this is why you pursue opportunities after school. It used to be college. Now yeah. with this new G League setup, there's no argument. So a kid really must want to go to school or wants to have that exposure, that program is going to give him the exposure to have that same opportunity to go to the league. So if I installed you as the hoop czar right. for the United States and you had control of the NBA, the NCAA, and USA Basketball, what would you do with that kind of power? How would you fix this so that you can salvage college basketball empower these kids to get what they're entitled to and not ruin the NBA. Right. Is it some committee from the USA basketball organization supposed to be? Brother, when committees start pulling <laughs> with stuff, no, it's better. Yeah, there's a lot to be said okay. for dictatorships. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. Follow us on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. 
Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. Got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything. Yeah. All right, I want to qualify my statement before the break. I said I'm in favor sometimes of dictatorships. But only nice dictators right. that respect human rights. But things, a lot of times, when you get too many voices involved, you just end up with a product that nobody's satisfied with. You know what I mean? Yep. So, now, so we're going to make you the czar. Okay. I like that title. All right. <laughs> I think <laughs> there's only a handful of kids every year. Five, eight. Some years, two or three. Exactly. So that is the saving grace of college basketball right now because I think in there's some committee that's supposed to cherry pick the kids who are good enough to go to the G League. Yeah, it's the same thing as in that's the NFL. Called where they have the ESPN. Well, that's, that's part of the problem. The, well, the bigger part of the problem is YouTube. <laughs> right. Because, you know, these kids put these highlight reels out there and they got a million followers and they think, oh, my God, because I'm yeah. dunking on somebody in the backyard. But, yeah, the NBA, the NFL has the same thing. They have an advisory committee right. who gets with these kids and says, this is what I think. Right. But then you have a kid like Trevon Duvall this past year, you know, People in his ear. The advisory committee apparently told him, you know, you're on the cusp, maybe not a, not drafted. He ain't trying to hear that. Yeah. He left Duke, and now what's he doing? I don't know. But I but, think I saw him in the in MLK Park earlier panhandling. I don't know. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I swear to God, I'm playing. The kids all think they're NBA material now. So and, and part of that is, you know, part of that is the AAU whisperers. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Robert. And a lot of people have their hands out <laughs> because they think this kid is the next guy and they want to get something from the kid. So it's a dirty business. But the saving grace for college basketball is there's less than 10 kids every year that are good enough to make that jump from high school to the G League or high school to the NBA so the rest of us, because if you let them all do it, there'll be 60 kids every year who can't go to college now and don't have a job and don't, can't get an education. And so I think college is that option for them now. And that they will help save 
Well, it's funny that, that you're saying hypothetically, you know, we will have. We've had years where there were, I think one year there were 45 high school seniors declared for the draft. Right. And how many of them became legit NBA players? Four, how many five, got drafted? six? Exactly. And the rest of these kids, it's, the tragedy is not, oh, this kid didn't get signed to an NBA deal. The tragedy is this kid didn't get to go on scholarship to a Division right. One university, find out once they got there, I'm not really NBA material, but at least get a degree out of the right. out of the deal, and that mismanagement and that selfishness on 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 the part of the the influencers is what's damaged everything. One would hope that if we see this type situation and 60 or 75 kids say, "I'm going to forgo college, I'm going to take this G League route," one would think that over two or three years, the rest of us would see that ain't gonna work. Oh, yeah. And then the question becomes, well, how many of those kids burnt their opportunity for higher education? Now, that is the question with regard to basketball. The issue, though, is, is it the end of the world? Because it happens in baseball now, where you've got scores of kids that go get buried in the minor leagues and never get anywhere close to Major League Baseball. The difference there is, though, is with these kids coming out of high school, they still have the option to say, nah, I'm all right, I'm going to, I'm going to college. Right. That creates a situation where the Major League team that drafts them generally includes in their contract an agreement to pay for college when those kids go back to school. That is part of the solution there, that the NBA and USA Basketball need to work out with the NCAA. And if these guys are going to go and not make it, and 125000 bucks is a lot of money. Right. But in the bigger scheme of things, it ain't that good. Right. And you're giving grand to an 18- or 19-year-old who sometimes comes from nothing. Yes. First of all, they don't even understand the tax implications exactly. on the front side. They're going to blow that money so fast. So they're going to wind up upside down on the back end when the tax bill comes on it. Right. But if you take, I think America would deal with this a little bit better if you said, you know what, first of all, give these kids an opportunity. Make sure that if they want to and they make good decisions, that they can parlay their talent into a college education one way or the other. Right. I think the NCAA and the, NCAA and the NBA should work at, work that out. Um, you know, it'd be a great idea. What's that? If some school like uh, University of Phoenix teams with the NBA, what? That way, you can have the solution you just said, dude. That's first and of all, that's a legit idea. Because first of all, it's affordable, and you can do your classes Absolutely. anywhere. You don't sure. have to go to campus per se. I like that. That's a great opportunity for University of Phoenix or some online school. I'm. Absolutely. In fact, if I was a competitor to University of Phoenix, I might be trying to contemplate that right now. And it's something that my wife, being an educator, we talk about all the time, is the stigma that's attached to online education. We need to get over that. Because delivery systems that require me to go sit in class for four years or five years in a lot of cases to get a bachelor's degree that I'm going to be upside down and dead over for the next 10 years, that ain't going to be the norm 10, 15 years from now, I assure you. Um, I have taken online classes. I actually have an online degree for my undergraduate stuff. 
um, that sort of compiled all the Army stuff I did. Yeah. And I assure you that in that degree plan, I learned every bit as much as uh, you know the 19- and 20-year-old knuckleheads that were partying at a four-year school. I think universities are going to go the way of the mall. With all these online universities and opportunities, universities are going to slowly die. Malls are dying pretty quickly. Well, the funny part of it is, is that if you want to hear somebody talk trash about an online degree plan, talk to somebody that invested and paid all that money because they think it's part of the process. Right. However, University of Phoenix sort of started this ball rolling and brought this to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. But you know now most of your upper-level degree programs, the online programs, are offered by your traditional four year oh, yeah. universities. Yeah. You know, Ohio State, USC actually has a law to, a law program online. that you can take online. Absolutely wow. do. I considered it as an option and thought, there ain't no way. This is gonna be hard enough. Yeah, you need to sit I need to have somebody that I can look in the face. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Penn State, Ohio State, Villanova, these schools all have extensive online um what what's going on over there? We're having technical issues. Oh, Trent or you just quit. No, I quit. Right oh, in the middle of the show. It'll be better without Did you. Did you pay for the bills? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, see, it doesn't need to be a committee because me and you wouldn't just be a committee. Right. We'd be two cool guys just fixing things. Okay. I like it. And you can be the so czar. That, you can call me. I'll, my title will be whatever. So that goes back to dictatorship again. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your secretary of information or something, okay. you know. Going out there, I don't know, communicating well, lies to the I, public. I think you're on to something, though. If they develop a plan and and have options for kids who, who don't make it to the league, uh, well, do you let them come out and compete in college? See, the problem is everybody's going to line up if you say everybody can – Enter, enter into the G League. Well, I was going to say that University of Phoenix may win the national title if they've got all those guys on the team. <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah. What's their but you know what? It's funny because Jeez. You, you do realize that the Arizona Cardinals play in the University of Phoenix Stadium. They've got a hell of a stadium, too! Which is the fir- it's the first time ever. And they've been playing in it for years, and people don't kind of put that together. Yeah. That, oh, that's the same University of Phoenix that does the online stuff. <laughs> they don't actually have any teams that play. It's just a straight sponsorship deal. It might as well be the Walmart Dome. Right. It's just a hell of a sponsorship. Well, if they partner with the NFL, they could have a hell of a team. I like it. I think you own us up, man. We need to write somebody and say, hey, we've got a plan worked out. You guys could coach. Come on, we don't need to write anybody. You've got every coach, every D1 coach in the country is in your cell phone. Yeah, but they don't want to hear that plan. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to hurt their program. Fair enough. Fair enough. Don't you have? Did you have anybody that, that you went to school with, or that you're tied to? That's like an NCAA administrator somewhere or something. USA I'm, basketball. Yeah, I'm sure I do. Well, yeah. see, I know some folks at the NCAA, man. and and I'm sure we could the sell NBA. them the idea if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Christian Leitner would do it. Leitner. You know him. We could start a program at, at the University of Kentucky. What? Yeah. Called Leitner's Plan. Here's the thing. <laughs> Christian Leitner made a gazillion dollars in his lifetime on nominal talent at the NBA level, anything that would disrupt his ability to have made all that money over there, he's like, nah, this is perfect. Yep. It's perfect. Hey, Kyle Singer, have you seen that? He's playing. Where did he sign to play? Where did I tell you? China. Wait a minute. And and, and people were clowning on social media. They're like, ah, yeah, he's going to China. Didn't Leitner play for Duke? Yeah. Okay. 
I we're talking about Kyle Singer, no. But, but Singer just signed to play. He got he got released by Oklahoma City, and people were trashing him on social media. They read the headline. They didn't read the article. Listen. He had just signed a three-year extension with OKC for like $25 million. I, dude, now you're going to get paid $25 million to not play basketball? And go get a check Shoot, in China. Right? And you know, come on. And look, it's like vacation. We well, might play two games a week. It ain't just like vacation, though. And, and you know, I don't know if Asian girls are his thing. Yeah, you can't even but shop But you want to talk about there. being a rock star? That's what I'm saying. Okay, so you can't travel shop is not with. You can't take things out of the hotel <laughs> gift shop. China's As long horrible. as you don't do that, you're good. you got to ask Mr. Trump to get you home for the holidays. You know what? We get, what's Lonzo Ball's oh, dad's name? LeVar. Big baller. Dude, he already has this plan to start his own. His plan sucks. Underprivileged we, kids we that can't play basketball league. Sneakers, the two hundred dollar ones, and that's the official shoe of the league. You'll never get enough. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> we need to revisit that plan. I, I don't right, think that okay. was I went too far. Have you seen the new? Have you seen the new Baller brand shoes? Yeah, it looks no. like Ooh. a third grader designed it. <laughs> it looks like Nine New Balance colors. made them. I thought of, have you guys seen on TV, and I've only seen it on TV because on my phone, I download a lot of apps. I'm like you. We play a game or two. We're always like locked in on a game or two. But the thing that I keep seeing on television is these online coloring book apps. Oh, yeah. Where you like yeah, color, color by, by numbers, numbers and you tap the little yeah. number. That's where those shoes came from. So somebody had a pair of Jordans. I got a better one. <laughs> you remember Parker Lewis? Yeah. The shirts he used to wear? Yes. That's where the shoe came from. <laughs> Look it up. Parker Lewis. It's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's mm. like, dude, you really, you, I, I don't know if the big, the first two models were great, but that's terrible. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. I wonder if they come in the right size when you order it, though, because that <laughs> oh, would be Or did story. you get them at all? <laughs> or did you get them at all? I like it. Um, so we talked about college basketball, and, and I don't want to be, all doom and gloom the entire thing. How long are we going to go before we say Alabama's dominance is unhealthy for college football? We have never seen a dynasty in college football that's lasted this long. We've seen the Barry Switzer Oklahoma right. teams. We saw Tom Osborne. He just pulled up Parker Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. That's a wild reference, man. My brain yeah. doesn't work as, as well as yours. Yeah. Wow. We've never seen a team be this dominant for this long in college football, ever. Every squad of the big-name programs, your Ohio State, Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, USC, UCLA, have gone through extended periods where they were monstrous. But that usually it fades meant competing for a national championship for four or five years yeah, yeah. and then fading and then maybe getting it back you look right. at USC with Pete Carroll yeah. they were you know big dog on the block for a few years this Alabama thing has been going on quite a while yeah. and I take it back I we, think Tua should win the Heisman shut even up, Trent. though he didn't win shut even up, though Trent. he doesn't play a full game dude he's thrown 21 touchdowns with no interceptions I'm not trying to hear that we will get with now you Heisman just, you just told me what we're going to talk about next segment you're listening from the cheap seats Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. 
I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. Trent, repeat your statement for me, please. Tua, yeah, the one you just said. Tua should win the Heisman, even though they've blown out everybody and he hasn't had to play a full game. The dude has no interceptions. I don't care. The only reason they're blowing everybody out is because he's the starting quarterback. Wait a minute. Okay. Here's the first question I have for you. Well, I don't know anybody I, else I, in the Heisman race. I've proved that last week. Okay. <laughs> here's here's the thing, Robert. Let me talk to somebody that actually knows their head from a hole in the ground. <laughs> quarterback. What defines quarterbacks? Is it about numbers or is it about winning football games and being the center of gravity on your particular team? The latter. Absolutely. This guy hasn't thrown a pass in the fourth quarter. Not one. How many games has has he lost this year? Okay. I don't care. How many close games right, has so he even played in? What? It's because of what? him. He's Who's the, the quarterback of at UCF? Gravity. Who's the quarterback at UCF? I have no How idea. How many ball games have they lost? Who cares? He should be the he should be the Heisman Trophy winner. So what should defines I agree. the winner of the Heisman? It should be Who knows? The most in my the best player, the most valuable player. Most Basically, valuable? it's yeah. the most valuable player. Is that most valuable in Tua college football? Is the, or he won team? Alabama national title. They're undefeated. Oh, stop! People stop! 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 Right stop! Now. The national title thing—that's last year. That's last year. That has nothing to do with this He's year. He's still the MVP of Alabama. Okay. Without Tua, I don't think Alabama would be that discussion that you're talking about. Why not? They wouldn't be this They are good. every year. They were no, last year they before. They weren't going to be they this made, year. They were there. They've been in the national they playoff. They barely made the playoffs oh last God. year. Oh, my God. They they've lost. Been in the na- they've been in the national championship playoff every year since the playoffs started. So has Ohio State, and no, they just got Ohio State by is Purdue. Not. Ohio State is not. Don't That's red herring. Keep that out of here. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a blow. Alabama's been in every national championship playoff since we started the pro, the the playoff. Yeah. Whether they had Tua or not, the fact that they have a good quarterback, they have done this. 
with Greg McElroy and A.J. McCarron at quarterback. They wouldn't have done it this year without Tua. Oh, my I'd God, yes, they would have. Jalen Hurts would have had him there. There's Jalen no Hurts is horrible. I'd say. They would have lost three I'd say games still, already. I'd say they'd be undefeated, but they wouldn't be blowing teams out. <laughs> Wait till LSU. First Tua of all, they haven't played anybody. He Start Jalen Rose against LSU, and they would lose by 20. Jalen Rose at quarterback, they at probably night. He's got a Rose is older than I am. Yeah. So he got a bad Jalen Hurt. <laughs> Jalen's hurt. And Rose. Well, and first it smells of all, there, like there's roses. a couple things that people are – first of all, Tua's got a knee issue. We don't know the extent of that. But no, here's he my deal. So does Is people are watching this kid play – in downs that don't matter, in situations that are set up for him to succeed with no pressure. No pressure. I mean, it's easy to go out there and just wing it around when you're not playing for anything. There's no game on the line. So their offensive line should win the National Championship game. last year. That. <laughs> National Championship last year. We talk, Why are we talking about last year? Because he came in with why are we talking about to last win year? the game. He did. The game and it was, was one of the great Pressure situation. National title. No bigger game. Uh, but, Brick, it's it, – it was one of the greatest performances right. we've ever seen. The greatest performance I've ever seen was Barry Sanders against Oklahoma his junior year where he ran for like 400 yards. He ain't going to win the Heisman this year. He could. <laughs> That's he last should. year. He still has the ability. Right. But what? I'm here to tell you that when you look at it, anybody that, that says Tua should be the Heisman Trophy winner needs to be sat and strapped to a chair in front of a television to watch Kyler Murray play football. Because, first of all, there's not a single thing on the football field that Tua does that Kyler Murray doesn't do it. And Kyler Murray does it every single snap for four quarters, week in and week out. And people are going to say, well, yeah, but they lost to Texas. Dude, they didn't lose because of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray put that team on his back and brought them back and had that game won, and then the defense choked. Mike Stoops gets fired. That's how bad that defense was. Kyler Murray is putting up stats that are unbelievable. Dwayne Haskins, his Heisman Trophy ropes went up in flames this weekend against Purdue as Purdue shocked the world. But even in the loss, 468 yards he threw for. He's not the one that gave up 46 points to Purdue. Take Kyler Murray off of that Oklahoma team. Oklahoma's kind of middle of the road. Take Tua off of that Alabama team. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, and they're still undefeated hey, and haven't been challenged. Take Patterson off Michigan, and they look where they would be. Right where they are? No. They're st- well, how many points did they score against Michigan State? That doesn't matter. They have it the does. best record they've had in three years. They're number because five that in the nation. Dope. Okay. Now, Take Patterson up there. He has 2,800 yards and 30 touchdowns. Cool. How many does he have in the big games? How many did he have against Notre Dame? 32 of them. <laughs> 32 yards sounds about right. Listen, I'm all for Tua, and, and we're looking at him and saying, this kid legit might be the top pick in the draft. And for a little quarterback, it's that much more impressive because he's hey, not a great big guy. He's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. I know, right? We, have we ever had a Hawaiian quarterback? Yeah. Yes. Who? Marcus Mariota. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I completely forget. Is um, he Hawaiian? Who's, who's, uh, what a guess. Was he Hawaiian or was he Samoan? Yeah, I think it's Samoan. Because that's, you know, well, that so crossover. And I hate to sign it. Tua is Samoan. No, I got it, though. I'm, I'm hating to sound Samoan racist, America. but where do you draw the line between Hawaiian and Samoan? Because I don't know. No, you have because to. Because Jack Thompson, the throwing Samoan, went to, I think, Washington State. He played in the league for a million years, too. So okay. there's been a couple of them. But you're right. Not as a and, Heisman and he, winner. But here's the other thing, too, though. How many Hawaiians do you know? 
currently you don't know any how many australians do you know maybe two okay how many australians have you ever met in your life that weren't like among the coolest people you ever met uh, just their accent alone right. puts them over the top. Right. And then generally speaking, right behind that, they're just great <clears throat> people. My wife asks me questions like that all the time. And you know how women are. What, what would you change about me? You know, right. and she's looking for, you know, a little bit of this. I, I got that. The perfect answer. Gentlemen, you're welcome. You the only way you could be any better is if you had an Australian accent. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's I, a winning answer to Nicole an impossible Kidman question. That's Her like Alexander solving the knot back in <laughs> back in Greek mythology. Dude, that is the answer to the question. You gave a legit answer. And you didn't criticize anything about her physically. That's exactly. why every time I talk to her, she goes, Foster's Australian for beer. I'm like, Medge, what the hell are you talking about? I got a, I got a question for you. I'm going to switch gears a little Australian bit. Australian for beer. I've anything to get us out of this. You are yeah. the president and AD Ooh. at the University of Kansas. Yes. What do you do with Bill Self? Gone. <laughs> Dang, you didn't get a chance to ask the question. Gone. I'm trying to keep us off probation for a million years. So I'm thinking. Well, you tell me. You go ahead. Tell well, me. first of all, let, let's let, let's let's get this straight. Bill Self has done less with more than most Division One big time coaches that are on that status out there. Right. Kansas got one national championship. Yes, they have won the Pac-12. pillar of consistency. They have, yeah, they've won the Pac-12, what, 73 straight times? Something yeah. like that. Something ridiculous. I got it. You got the best recruits in the country coming through there. You're a top five program. I don't think they've you ever won that. blue blood. They've huh? never won that. What? The Pac-12. They never won that. Big, I mean the Big 12. Big, big 12. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for being a They were so good one year. They won two. To Damn! Right? You know what I meant. The big Steve 12. Alford's like. Nah, see, but, but, but you got to cut me some slack, youngsters. You, you, I'm 41. I'm older than that. Whatever. I'm and just when I think Kansas, I'm like you. I'm like Big 8. Yeah. You don't even know nothing about that, do you? Yeah, I know what the Big 8 is. Who are the Big 8 schools? Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> Like I said, who were the Indiana, big eight schools? Hold Arkansas, on, I want to see if Britt can Alabama, do this memory. Wait a minute, say it again. Arkansas. Arkansas was in the big eight? No. Arkansas was in the Southwest Conference. SMU. No. Damn. Southwest Conference. I'm going to do the big eight. I want you to pull it up in a couple minutes. I'm, I'm media silent, and I think I can do it. I think I can do it from memory. But my thing is, is yeah, they've won the big eight championship all right. these years in a row, a million years, but one national championship. Yep. Um. They're not going to be talking about Bill Self as a Mount Rushmore type coach at any point in the foreseeable future. So go out there and get a guy. Go make a run at a guy like Shaka Smart. Yeah, young guy. That you're Somebody young guy. that you can come in, bring in there, that you can take some lumps with while they go through this. Because even if they even if they jettison self, right. they're gonna get hit. Yeah. But that would Ease the burden. And here's the other thing, Brick. You know this. The excuse, well, the head coach didn't know. Bruh. Can't fly here. Look, you're the cat, you're the cat in charge. So if you didn't know, that's your institutional oh, no. failure to maintain they, control. The they've got him I, on tape and with and his text message. What? I'm firing him. I didn't even know that. You're yeah. not Oh, he's doubly gone now. You're him not. Is, so him do you that do, little do dog, you do it too. Now? You're not out of there. Never fire him.
Crystal Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. All right, so before the break, we were talking about Tua and his possibility of winning the Heisman Trophy. And I'm going to ask you guys a question because both of you guys are sports fans, as am I. How many Alabama games up to this point this season have you sat through in entirety? None. Zero. That was good. Exactly. And you know what? If I asked 100 people, 100 people would tell me no. This week I might, though. This week is this week's must-see TV because if they're going to get beat in the regular season, it's going to be LSU that does yes, it. You mark my I'll, words. I'll root for if LSU. If LSU's defense can't stop them, I don't think anybody can. And that is a credit in part to Tua, but it's just that they're loaded. They're absolutely loaded. But the other piece of this is – is that national pundits that talk about Alabama, and I'm not taking any way, anything away from that team. They are far and away the best team in the country right now. People are still treating the SEC like it's 10 years ago. This is not the murderer's right. row SEC that it used to be, where every, even their second tier of teams, your South Carolinas and Arkansas were tough Tennessee. out. Yeah, yeah, this is not that. You've got two or three teams at the top of the conference that are really, really good. Well, guess what? The Big Ten's got Even two or three Florida, teams at the, at the top that really are good. really, really good. The ACC's got a couple teams that are really, really good. So how many Pac-12. good teams are in the uh, Big Eight? In the Big Eight? Yeah, how are many you ready teams? for me to do this? I am ready, and All I'm right. going to give you a bonus no, 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 point no. Oh, oh, if you shoot. can get one of the previous members. Okay. So the Big Eight. This is the original Big Eight. This no. This is the oh, final. No, no, I don't want the, the final, final Big Eight. That crap eight. that they had. No, no, no. This is the one that ended in 1996. Ugh. Okay, here we go. Kansas, Kansas State. Okay, okay. Iowa State. Check. Oklahoma. Check. Nebraska. Check. That's five. Colorado. Check. Missouri, check. I'm missing one. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, Colorado. Colorado State was not. Iowa was not. Oh, Oklahoma State. 
Bing, ding, ding. Wow! What? For a bonus point, there was four other universities that were previous members. You get... Ten tacos, if you can name them. Sheesh. We will bring you tacos next week. If okay, there were so this is previous members of the Big Eight. There was four of them, and three of them reside in the state of Iowa. One in Missouri. I knew that Iowa was before they went to the Big Ten. That's it. Correct. Okay, so that's one. What was the hint on the other ones? You said three of them are three from the state of, of Iowa. Three of them from Iowa, and one was oh, from St. Louis, Missouri. Are in Iowa. Uh, I don't Duquesne? have any idea. No, Drake. Yeah. Drake. Drake was wow. really Grinnell and Washington University you know in St. Louis. I knew that Gr- Gr- is it Grinnell or Grinnell? Grinnell. I don't know. I think I knew that. I think it's Hansel way. and Gretel. But the but yeah, the Big Eight. That was back when Oklahoma and but the and Big Eight, Colorado, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and the greatest uh, haircut in college football, Oklahoma State, State Cowboys. Yes, yes. Good job, I hated when the Big Eight. Beautiful. What, some other time, quiz me on the Southwest Conference because Southwest Conference. Was so cool. then they went to the Southwest Conference to yes, join Texas, Texas A and M, Baylor, and Texas Tech to oh, okay. form. Now what the was? Big the, wait, wait a minute, because now you now you hit me with another one. All right, Southwest Conference. They joined Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech, and who was Texas A and M? Oh, and Texas A and M. Yes. Now. No, Texas A and M's in the SEC now. Not yeah, now. Okay. Now, all right. So look up the uh, the Southwest Conference because the Southwest Conference was those schools, but it also included Arkansas, TCU, Rice, SMU, TCU. Oh, I said it. SMU, TCU, Rice, and Arkansas. Southwest uh, Conference back in the day was football. That was football. The state of Texas plus Arkansas. You've got you, – you, I'm finished nerding out, I promise. All right. So, my question, back to Alabama dominating. You just said you haven't watched a complete Alabama game. It's I not fun. It. It's not. Because it's 35-7. to 7. I'm like, eh, well, I'll see what else is on the TV. Yeah, pretty much. And my question is, is at what point do the networks figure that out? And be like, you know what? It's really isn't as much money as we're paying to televise these games. Right. Because you can fit, you know, I don't know, what is it, 75, 85,000 people into Alabama's stadium. That's a lot of the chunk of people that want to watch Alabama. They go yeah. to the games. I don't know. So my question is, I suppose, when does this become counterproductive? Because <laughs> Americans like to see dominance. Yep. And anybody that doesn't believe that just needs to ask themselves, when was golf at its all-time highest in popularity? Yep. When Tiger was dominating. The NHL hockey, the glory days for the NHL in my eyes, when the Edmonton Oilers won five straight Stanley Cups. You don't believe that? They didn't win five in a row. How many did they win? Four. Was it only four? Yeah. I think you're lying. The Islanders won five. The Islanders did back in uh, Mike Bossy. Was it Mike Bossy? Was right it? before the Edmonton went on their run. You sure? Yes. I think you're wrong, Trent. Okay, I'll look it up. You look that up. I think um, you need to wager. But my my point is tacos, and I just I get five tacos. I just won all of the wagers because I was able to rattle off the big eight. My thing with with regard to Alabama is that yes, America likes dominance, but at some point there's a malaise that comes with that. Yep. And we're seeing it in college football now, 
15 years or so into Nick Saban being there? Has it been that long? I don't think so. It's, it seems like forever. I think it's 10 or 12. 10 or 12. Trent can look that up, too. Yeah. That but way we I just keep the question. How long has Saban, has Saban been in Alabama? Alabama? That's so rude. I know, whatever. Ten years. Ten years? You just I made that up, him. didn't you? Yeah. That's fair. The same holds true for Golden State. Durant's leaving after this year. I agree with my you. My sources tell me. So, that's coming to Boston. my next question. <laughs> I don't think he's going to Boston. Yeah, he is. Oh, well, he might. He's but going I don't to L.A. So. He's going to New Orleans. You know what? New Orleans. Ooh, no, because be. Anthony Davis is coming to Boston. <laughs> I, actually, the whispers are that Anthony Davis is headed to Lakers. Okay. I don't believe it. Anthony Davis has signed with LeBron's agency, even though we're not supposed to call it that. He signed. He apparently bought a house out in L.A. He's got one more year left on his deal with the, with the Pelicans. If the Pelicans – the Pelicans are hamstrung. They play in a garbage arena that doesn't seat very many people. Nobody wants to live in New Orleans. I've lived in that part of the country, and there's a lot of places that I'd like to live. New Orleans nowhere near the list. So the prospect of trying to go out and recruit other high-profile free agents to come down, it would end after the first visit. You would have to take them out to Bourbon Street, get them good and taped, <laughs> and get them to sign on the spot. Right. Because once they left and had to, like, wash – the grit off of them. Edmonton won six or five Stanley Cups in a matter of six years. Oh, so they missed. They won 84, they won 85, 87, 88, 90. What ha- wow. The only team to win five in a row is the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, because you're talking about the Islanders. The Islanders won. The Islanders won three in a yes. row. And then Toronto has won three in a row. So I was closer to right than you are. No, actually, the Islanders won four in a row. Was it really four? Yes, it says mm-hmm. that right there, four. Okay. And Wikipedia doesn't lie. Nope, never, ex- especially since. I made up. I created the behind. Yeah, I think path. it is. Yeah. I think it does lie. I'm well, still what mad it, what, at it, what it really I'm says is I perpetuated the behind the back pass. You know I'm, that I wanted to ask Coach K that question. Oh, my God. And I also wanted to say We had this. them lined up, and they again, Coach K is getting up there in years, so they only let him come out and play for like 20 minutes. Right. We had them lined up, dude. I was not going to get out of there without asking a question about, you know, can you reflect on Robert Bricky and his impact on the team? Do you feel like if there was no Bricky, you wouldn't be where you are today? And I was going to be, now I'm hearing a lot of grumblings on the internet that Zion's game compares a lot to Robert Bricky. Can you talk about that? And I also wanted to say, do you remember the time and what you were thinking when you first saw Robert Bricky invent the crossover? <laughs> Well, see, that was prior to my recruitment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you have to go back. It's like ABA footage. Oh, you got to go way back. Did you? Were you rocking an afro at the time? Yep. Yes. Sideburns. I look like Otis. Oh, I mean, uh, Artis Gilmore. Artis Gilmore. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we had them lined up, and we we came we came in late. That was the problem. Right. We showed up late. We parked a million miles away. Trekked over there. We got in there. The the doors we were supposed to come in by the time we showed up because we were here. Taping the show, right? So we got out the door a little bit late. We Started got up there. Two thousand and seven. So Alabama. it's been this 11, is year this eleven, will be 11 years. Okay. All right. So we get in late, and just by a couple minutes, Coach K's already sat down. He's talking, and you've got the locals. You know the beat writers. Yeah. They're they're the biggest basketball nerds in the world. They're yeah. great guys and knowledgeable as all get out. 
And it was almost like, uh, you know, it was cocktail party conversation. You know, softballs galore. I had them queued up, man. And just as I was jumping in, yeah, they were like, that's it, guys. We got to go. They knew. (laughs) That dude right there. We don't know that guy. That dude right there is not regular. We got to get out of here. We got to go. And the same holds true. We get over with the players hours later. We got to do something about the way they coordinate that. Because Coach K finished up at like 1.30, and then we didn't get to players till 4. And Duke is a really cool campus. Yeah. There ain't nothing for me to do. I'm a grown man. I don't need to be walking around a college campus anywhere like right. that. And even though it does look hot like Hogwarts, <laughs> uh, I, we were like, okay, so we bounced in. Welcome to Moe's. Hey, $6 burritos. <laughs> That's right. We went and had $6 burritos. We're man, ready. How can you eat a burrito at Moe's after – What's the place you took me to down there? Oh. They don't have tacos El Primo in yeah. Durham. And we were starving. I mean, we we literally, we showed up here in the morning. You cannot eat other Mexican once you eat at this I, place. I know. Because I, I can't go to Moe's anymore. I, it's I have to drive of, to Sanford to get a burrito now. Hey, <laughs> tacos El Primo, they need to be paying for these. They need to be paying for this. No more talking about them. No, but that is a bomb burrito. I remember the first time I took Trent. Oh I was God. in the restaurant business. And we were going to, I think, Kane's game. game. And Brandon, who's a local, I'm driving, and I'm like, we're going to go over here. And they're looking at me like, what are we doing? You've been there. Uh, I go every time I come here. The place the size of a shoebox. And And all Brandon could say is, I remember as a kid getting food poisoned by the burger joint that was here. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, I'm going to eat a burrito at the place that poisoned Brandon as a kid. I didn't even ask them what they wanted. I was like, give me three three, uh, burrito carnies. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. hook it it up. And they roll out, and we go up under the little pavilion, and we're eating in there. And Trent is usually pretty understated about food. He got about four by ten, and he's like, this is the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. Man. And Brandon <laughs> breaks out into the story. I remember when this place was a burger joint when I was a kid, and we all got food poisoning. I went to – That was the last time I did I don't know if us. I could trash another place. I went to a place – what's the name of the place here? What's the name of the – San you, Felipe? No, the, the place – Oh, Tacos El Primo. You, I went to Tacos El Primo. Then I ate it. I couldn't get to Sanford. Oh. So I ate at another place in Fayetteville. And I couldn't finish the burrito. What? It was just, I just, I was Sub like, this par. is just not good. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, I threw it away. It is wow. a special experience if you haven't had a chance to come up here. Come to Sanford. Tacos El Primo's <clears> top <throat> shelf. That is my go-to joint. And, and it's bad for me, man, because when I go have one, I'll be there like every third day for three yeah. weeks. And then I'm like, okay, and I get away from it for a little while, and then it it reels me back in, man. Oof. Do they make tacos the actual oh, yeah, hard shell tacos? Absolutely. Yeah. I love tacos. I've eaten tacos like four days in a row. I'm on a roll now. If you're gonna if you're gonna commit to a particular food for four days, tacos is a good way to I love it. tacos may be my favorite food. Hey. You know, tacos are one of those things. It's like see, tacos are good, but I think burritos are better just because you have so many different options on what you can do with a burrito. Yeah. And if I hear somebody tell me something stupid like, I don't like burritos, you're dumb. You're the one that chose what went into them. All right, yeah. we'll finish that thought on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? 
Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Alright, welcome back. we got about 45 minutes to go. What has impressed you most about his game on the floor? He's not on the floor very much. And uh, he's, he's up in the air a lot. And uh, uh, the main thing for, for me is he, he never takes the play off. Did you catch Coach K there making a joke? He's not on the floor much. He's up in the air. I think that's about as funny as it gets, Robert. In all your years of, of knowing Mike Shashevsky, have you ever heard him like crack you up intentionally? Not where you were like making fun of him and like, did he really say that? It's a hard humor is joke. always at about the same level. It's like dad jokes. That's what it was. Yeah, he's not on the floor very much. He's always up in the air. <laughs> Coach, you're silly, Dad. Gosh. Yeah, that's about how that was. But, yeah, Zion Williamson, man. So, Stephon Marbury released video, and I'm not certain. I don't know Steph Marbury like that. He's crazy. But I would assume that not only is he a little touched, I think he's a little high. Right. And released the video where he made the statement that Zion is better than LeBron James. Did you see that? I did not. You did and not see gonna that. And he's going to wreck no. the world. Yes, he's going to wreck the world. That he is better than LeBron James. Because LeBron can't now, shoot. Because LeBron can't shoot. He well, first of all, we should we should consider the source. <laughs> uh, never has Stefan been credited with saying uh, a brilliant or <laughs> insightful commentary on anything or anybody. There is a video of him in China eating Vaseline. <laughs> There's not. Look it up. Made, that's fake Look news. That is fake news. There's no <laughs> I way. I bet you 10 tacos. There I is bet you a no burrito. Way. I bet you a burrito. Who? Can, that cannot be true. There is a video of him eating Vaseline. And he looked like he'd had some substance prior to eating <laughs> the Vaseline. <laughs> so we got a burrito on the line here. Zion is going to destroy the whole planet. Remember I told you that. You seeing Mount Rushmore by himself over there. Okay. First, Zion is better than LeBron. Why should he take in his hearts already? Oh, he's way better than LeBron. It's not even close. I said way. better than Jordan. I said it's not even close. That really happened. I had it loaded up. And they saw again, they're like, who's the new guy? We were sitting there with, with Zion Williamson, and all I wanted to ask him, do you have any relationship with Steph Marbury, or was that just unsolicited? And as I was opening my mouth and uttering the first syllables, they were like, all right, come on, guys, we got to go. We'll bring him back to you. Do you think they ever brought him no. back to me? No. Now. What do you got, Trent? What do you got, Trent? Please. Thank you. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. We do commercial ads, too. I'm giving it to you for free right now. Come see me. 
10 million and up. If you give me 50 million, I'll hold it like this all day. <laughs> this dude is a special kind of crazy. Cut the check. He's begging Vaseline. Starberry got the game on Smash. It's over. Cut the check. <laughs> Cut the check. So look. I can't take anymore. I got a sore throat, right? Oh my god, he's about to put that Vaseline in his mouth. So my man, my little brother Hassan, he told me that So his grandmother who's almost a hundred years he old. He just stuck his fingers in the Vaseline. When you can't get your voice back. He just took, and it, did, he didn't Vaseline. just dip his finger. He's got like a jailhouse finger full of Vaseline. And he just, like he was licking the cookie dough. And now he's opening his mouth to show that it's all gone. His finger's clean. He ate the Vaseline. Guess who's buying burritos? Burrito time, baby. Yeah. On. Yeah. So, I, like I said, consider the source. He eats Vaseline. <laughs> I wonder. Dude, who's Hassan? Said, we need him on the show. He's better than Jordan and way better than LeBron. That's what he said. Right now. Well, no, he You're will be better to, than Jordan, right? Not He right said now. he could be he, better than oh, Jordan, okay, but that he okay. was better than and LeBron. And Jordan right is now. the greatest, no question. Blah. That's so that would put him in the top five players all time right now. Yeah. He said Mount Rushmore by, by himself. himself. Yes. That takes you off of Mount Rushmore, Robert. Now, well, I did not get a chance to ask the question to Zion that I wanted to. I'm going to because I'll be back to cover games and I'll get a chance in the locker room. And I'm gonna, maybe I'll even show him the Vaseline video before I ask the question, ask him if he's seen that, and ask him if he thinks the Vaseline poisoning you know, may have had something to do with Stephon Marbury's state of mind when he said it's that. petroleum. We can't, we can't I, take that much petroleum yeah, in it. It's not supposed to happen. Um, but... Here is the very interesting thing. I did have a chance to interview the last standing senior on the team. And he was quite pleased with himself because we were the fe- we were the only people that interviewed him, I think, up to that point. He's he's like, and he was hollering out. Hitting reports. Well, and he, was ho- he was hollering out after we left. He's like, I got one, guys. I got one. Because, you know, everybody there is going to R.J. Barrett and to uh, Young and to Reddish and, and to Zion. And I, I legit wanted to interview Antonio Vrankovich. And the reason I wanted to is I wanted to find out what the difference between this class of super freshmen and last year was. And I'm going to tell you, Brick, and and I'd like to get your take on this because I know you know. He didn't throw shade at anybody. I want to I want to prepare that right up front. So I'm not he didn't trash anybody. But my takeaway was that undoubtedly this group of freshmen, and, and bear in mind they got four of the top five players in the country, one, two, three, and five, that this group of players was part of the team and that they were eating with the other players. They were hanging out with the other players. They were cutting up. And we saw that firsthand. We saw the interaction. It was it was borderline on immature, but there's definitely a camaraderie there. Yeah, they were interviewing each other with spoons. Oh, yeah. it, was, and it was great. It was wild. It was, they, were, they were playing, you know, basically playing grab-ass the whole day. They were kids. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
And he contrasted that with last year mm-hmm. and didn't trash anybody. I want to make sure I'm 100% clear on this, but did say that it was a different vibe last year. Right. And that those guys were there sort of stopping off. You know, they weren't invested in the team that way. And that this time it felt more like everybody was sort of family. Yeah. And looking at what's happened after the fact, Trevon Duvall, we talked about him earlier. Mm-hmm. He was there for a cup of coffee, bounced to go to the NBA, an ill-advised move because I honestly believe physically that kid could have been a legit lottery pick if he'd have seasoned his game for a little yep. while. But given the decision-making problems and all the rest of that, he went undrafted, which still mind-boggling to me, but it is what it is, and he doesn't have a job now. You take that. Then you take Wendell Carter, who came in – with the understanding, you're our guy in the post. Mm-hmm. And then at the last minute, Marvin Bagley's reclassified. Bagley's brought in late. And they're like, oh, yeah, Wendell, meet this guy. He just took your job before we, you know, have been in camp 10 minutes. Right. Then you take Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. was a, was a unique dynamic because this guy, as much as I'm sure he loved Coach K and wanted to buy into the system, had his daddy in his ear telling him, this is what's up all along. Right. So not a group of kids that was necessarily conducive to you know coming in and buying into the program and playing hard and doing all the rest of that. And we saw that as the year went on. I don't think it's Coach K's inability to teach defense. These guys were just like, uh, I'm not necessarily max effort on D, if right. you know what I'm saying. Am I, am I talking crazy? No. And we had this conversation during the scrimmage on Friday night. You got kids for six months. How much can you teach them? If they're deficient defensively, you start practice October 15th. You're playing in 10 days. So really, how much of a defensive scheme can you put in? you got to kind of hide some guys. And again, and I think you're right. I don't think guys give it max effort anymore. I think the mid-majors, fifth-year seniors, transfers, older guys, I think they give it max effort because – they were not the five-star guy. They were a three-star, but they got stronger and better, so now they're a four-star. They got an attitude because they didn't get recruited by some schools. So I think you're 100% right. Well, you look at Arizona last year, got bounced in the first round with DeAndre Ayton, who in the very short samples, you know, small sample size in the NBA, the kid's legit. Yeah, He's a legit big man. He'll be top three big man in the league in year three. I don't have any doubt. He's got that kind of skill. I watched him just not show up in the NCAs. Yeah. And, you know, in the aftermath of them getting embarrassed, said, I'm, I'm, I'm ready going. for the draft. I'm yep. going. I'm out. Without, you know, he without, is still sweating from the game, announcing his <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> entry into the NBA draft. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. We got to touch on some football. But before we do, got to remind folks, Thursday night's, Libations on Chatham Street in downtown Sanford. I will be hosting trivia. Come on out. They've got a brand new bar. It's almost finished up. But uh, the place is dope. Great selection of of brews. Food trucks out there every week. I don't know who the food truck is this week. So don't ask me. But it'll be good. Last week they had a Roman something pizza from Southern Pines. Oh, God. It was bomb. It was really good. Um, So I... Highly recommend you come out. And if nothing else, you get to hang out with me for a couple hours. It's a good time. We'll play for $50 towards your bar tab. 
Uh, come on out. I need a category, guys. A category for next week. Think about it through the break. We'll come back with the last half hour. <sighs> Football, which means I have to talk about Ohio State and probably the Bengals, which is not going to make me happy. See you. You're listening to Chris Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. All right, so I, I got it. 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 So we talked at length about Kansas. <clears throat> right. Then we pivoted into the Big Eight, and I want to remind everybody that I was able to do that from memory. And no, I'm not going to ask y'all to do it because, man, oh my God. <sighs> not a whole lot of sports fans turning out for this thing some weeks. And when I roll out a good sports category, I'm like, I got it loaded up with softballs. It's getting progressively harder. Right. And I ask the first question, they're like, oh, come on, man. I asked a question the other night and thought it was fair. And the final question of the round, which is probably the hardest of the, of the questions I asked, was... Who are the seven franchises in the NBA to have never played in the NBA Finals? Hmm. Think on that. But anyway, since we were talking about Kansas. You need a category. I got a category. Oh. Wizard of Oz. Okay. I was going to say friends. You should do friends. Halloween trivia. We've done friends before. Halloween trivia I'll probably hold for the following. Okay. Well, I don't know. I got to look. Now I may have to roll that out. Okay, we'll do it. Halloween and Wizard of Oz. Got it. And Seinfeld. Shut up, Trent. E-R. We've done Seinfeld. We've done Friends. We've done. They're, they're, dude, I've got hundreds of pages. And people ask me all the time, well, where do these questions come from? They come from my brain with an assist from Wikipedia. Because I don't go London to. dating show you were watching? Say it again. Love Paradise or whatever. Love Island? It was? Yeah. What would, did they come from Love Island? What are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about doing a category for yeah. that? Yeah, that's not going to go over well. Um, yeah, we've done everything, but I, I come up with these ideas and I formulate a couple of questions and then I'd like dive in and I follow these bunny trails across the internet through Wikipedia and all the rest of these places. And I, they just happen and it's cool, but here's what needs to happen. And I need some smart kid out there in radio listener land. I have a couple hundred pages worth of trivia categories that are written, ready to go. 
doing bar trivia has become a cottage industry. It happens all over the country every week. I can assure you that if you're doing it well, it's time consuming. Mm -hmm. It's probably three or four hours go into putting categories together and then the music files. You've, You've hosted for me before, Trent. The music files are cut up so that there's five audio clips that play as questions. Then it's a different clip that plays as the answer that's somewhat longer that has the the chorus in it. I have those cut up and ready to go. I have dozens and dozens and dozens of them. There's got to be a market for me to put those out there and sell them to people outside the region. Got to be. And I'm not talking about, you know, something ridiculous, but, you know, buck a file. I would gladly pay for that. So what I need is some smart little web industrious designer type that wants to come in and do this on commission that will put something up and sell this for me. You got somebody in your pocket? No. 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 I don't hang out with people that smart. Me neither. I like being the smartest person in the room. And I am most of the time. And then I come hang out with you guys and I'm like, you guys, I feel dumb. Oh, no. I I want to be in the middle of the pack. I know I'm smarter than a couple guys. I can learn something from a couple guys. See, I just like being the funniest guy in the room. That's when does that ever happen? Never, but <laughs> when I'm in a room by myself. I will say that most funny. times when you show up in a room, yeah. you are the best ballet dancer in the room. Heck yeah. You didn't know that about him. I did not. He, Juilliard. No, the Joffrey. 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 Joffrey Ballet. Yeah, Joffrey in Ballet. New York. No, well, no you lie. Tickets? <laughs> you had what? tickets? No, that's where I, I He study thinks we're playing with him. No, he legit is a ballerina. Really? Had a full scholarship to go to New York and study. <laughs> he he really? is a yeah. legitimate ballerina, for real. Yeah. Wow. I that is no lie. I was the time I was 12 until I was 19. Who knew? Yeah, I did. Right? How did you get involved with the, the Well, ballerina? I wanted to be an actor, and after sixth grade, in, going into seventh, the musical director that I was in for the summer said, hey, you should learn how to dance. It makes you a more rounded actor. Mm-hmm. And I joined a ballet studio and got really good and got scholarships all the time. And and why did you? Not I got pursue? injured and I quit and I wasn't that's hooked not up. Pulled a hammy. That no, no that's not I ruined really what my happened. shoulder. That's oh, yeah? not what happened. Yes, it was. No, what happened was he got drunk and got a Groucho Marx tattoo on his arm. And, and I was blackballed from yeah, the ballet community. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they got to wear the Did you see that? tops and whatever. Have you seen my yeah, Groucho tattoo? Yeah. I'll take my that, shirt that's off. That's what really happened. Want. So it's not going to matter because in my eyes, I'm always going to use the word ballerina. Yeah, it's fine. It, is that the term for a man that does ballet? No. What is it? Dancier noble. Oh no, ballerina is all. Yeah, ballerina is better. Dancier. Yes. Say that one more time. A dancier noble. That sounds like a wine. Yeah, it's right? stupid. Yeah. I said ballerina. I didn't care, but I never wore a tutu, and I didn't dance up on my toes. Well, three, now, three? I that's know what everyone you. always asks. And, and I, Well, see, that's funny because well, if I didn't know you before I found out you were a ballerina, if we were sitting having a drink somewhere, just having a beer, and out of the blue you were like, yeah, I was at Joffrey Ballet, I would assume, you do realize that I would have assumed that you're gay. Of course, everybody did. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It wouldn't have uh, mattered. Okay. No, That's I'm not I saying that. It would, I mean, I wouldn't have judged you for it. I would have been like, we can't hang out. Dude. But it would have been stuck in my mind. And then when I finally like saw you with your wife, I would have been like, oh, who knew? In, I, uh, I didn't, know, I didn't know they school, made them like that. In high school, I'd have parents and dads of fellow students come up to me and be like, so are you gay? I'm like, no. I don't think so. You know? 
Are you are you so, asking if I want to try it okay, out? Okay, so in that community, are there a lot of gay men that Dude. perform? Oh, it's probably ninety nine percent of the. I can tell you okay. from having worked in the musical theater company yeah. for five years, there were many, many, many times I was the only straight man in the building, and that's why I didn't understand because I looked at all these other guys that were making fun of me in high school. And they're running around tackling boys and rolling around on mats with sweaty men and barely anything. And yet I'm the one that's gay when I get to do things to women that they could only dream about, hmm. you know? And it was a 45 to 1 ratio, girl to guy. 45 to 1. Like I, I literally like could have been with a different woman every single night for over a month and never revisited that woman. Did you say 45 to 1? 45 to 1 ratio. So, you know, they have these they have these camps for Major League Baseball teams where old guys, like, go back, and they're the dream camps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do they have the same thing for ballet? I have we no gotta idea. Send, we got to send them to win. No. No, I was thinking about me you and know, you going. Okay. He's already been down that road. No, listen. <laughs> if I went back, you know what I'd be? I'd be like Drossemeyer in the Nutcracker. I'd be I, the old dude I, on the stage. I have know? no idea. Who Drossemeyer is? Oh, he was like the creepy uncle in the Nutcracker. I have seen the Nutcracker on a field trip when I was in like first grade. That's my extent of ballet. Right. Not you know I did go watch the uh, we got tickets way back to see the Nutcracker, and I was impressed with the production. Yeah. But to follow a storyline and opera gave me a headache. Opera. It's so hard to follow. And I mean, I'm telling so act, uh, act one or what it seen act one. So end of act one, I'm like, I got to go. I can't, my head is well, see, throbbing. That's, that's why I knew I, I mean, wouldn't be it's a not that I wasn't enjoying it. It's just just you got to pay attention to every word to get the story. Well, but see, there's a cautionary tale here because we're, we're talking about opera now. And the three of us who are, you know, we're of a certain age. We're like, oh, no, 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 no. Opera used to be the biggest game in town. Right. College basketball, college football. Do you hear me? But like with ballet I mean, and you and basketball. I'm trying everything I can to get us off ballet. and you just I wouldn't. I can't go and watch it. It's the boringest thing in the world. Or I just critiqued it. When but I was the hanging out with the girls it. 45 to 1, that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. See, I can see the redeeming value. I can, I can appreciate that. You know who is also hangouts with the girls 45 to 1? Hmm. Andrew Luck, baby. It's looking good, huh? Yeah. I got us into football. There you go. Now I appreciate you that. Um, you know who else is? Pat Mahomes. Pat hanging Mahomes. out with all the women in the world that he wants. I'm going to tell you something. Wearing Mets jerseys. You know what? Like, that was dope, he's, too, by the way. He's telling the ladies he's Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> and the question is with women, because, you know, to, to, to get street cred as a professional athlete like that. Because this is not a kid that came from USC yeah. or Texas. People didn't even know. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. I remember I remember his dad. When his dad got drafted and came up through, I remember that. But Pat Mahomes coming out of Texas Tech, I'd seen him a couple times. I was like, okay, okay whatever. And I'm not going to lie. I thought system guy. This Texas is my Tech. dad's jersey. He oh, doesn't dude, even he, know he that I'm uh, something serious. He doesn't even know I'm wearing it. I mean, it. The, the question. <laughs> be the, that man. <laughs> The question with Pat Mahomes, first of all, I have is when you're when you're when you're talking about the ladies, all of the athleticism this guy has, all of the future riches that are going to come his way, because he's not a poor man now; he's getting paid. 
but this guy's about to have like grandkid money. How much is that mitigated by that voice? Man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just wait. It's bad. You know what? No, I've heard wait. some ladies tell me, they said, there are times when the guy has nothing to do with what happens that evening. They just don't they just can't mess it up by talking too much. So he can't say anything. <laughs> Because he's, he's a he just got to shake his head. I, I hear you. I hear you. So, and the hair. Come, dude, come yeah. on, man. What's he got? He's got the. He and uh, Trey Young um, separated oh. at you, you got the freeform dreads that is the new thing, which is funny because people, whether well, the freeform dreads. No, people are spending more time, like, yeah, organizing those free form dreads to get it look like yeah, they exactly. didn't get it to look Pat like Mahomes yes. looks like sideshow Bob he does the Simpsons he absolutely 100% does and my thing is at some point does that become a trend setting do yes or does he get shamed into just going some more traditional yeah you gotta trim that man <laughs> well you know what I'm thinking for endorsement sake you wanna have a more polished corporate look Maybe you do and maybe you don't. Uh, Odell Beckham says selling, otherwise. I mean, because Beckham's, he was like the pioneer There's his girlfriend. of that. She's all right, but she's she is so temporary. I don't know if she knows that or not. And she's like five foot two. but And she's cute. But, you know, she's temporary. I hope she understands that. Her name is Brittany Matthews. So are you Sorry, ready to Brittany get on Matthews. a Trey Young bandwagon? No. Yeah, dude, after three games. <laughs> nope. You know he has more thirty. He has more thirty-plus point games than uh, Jason Tatum. What's his does. shooting percentage? I, I mean, I'm serious. I want to know after the break. I'll look it up. All right, we're going to come back after the break. We're, we tried to get on to football. We just can't. I can't bear to. I can't take it. But I do want to talk about Ballet, Trey Young. Yeah. You're listening to from the cheap seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me, you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, I lied. I'm not going straight into basketball. I got I got one observation to make. If you want any demonstration about how undervalued running backs in the NFL are, you need to look no further than what happened here in the last 24 hours. So the Steelers haven't been able to deal Lev Bell because they haven't been able to get anybody to offer number one for him. Nobody would come off a number one pick. Not even Dallas? Not even Dallas. Who has Zeke Elliott? And even though Will Kane thought it would be a cool idea to have Lev Lev Bell and Zeke Elliott. They still would only run the ball 15 Well, that's what I was going to say. The Cowboys already have one back they underutilized. Why would they want a second one? Um, But the other thing, too, is Earl Thomas, who's a Hall of Fame safety, can't get a number one for him either. But Ten minutes after the Raiders say they'll take a number one pick for Amari Cooper, Dallas gives them one. What? 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 For real? This sums it up. Josh Gordon went for a fifth. Right! 
a fifth round pick. You beat me, you read my mind. Josh Gordon goes for a fifth. He's one of the most talented athletes on the planet. And Amari Cooper, who's in concussion protocol and can't catch a cold, gets a one from Dallas. What just happened? That's. I have no idea what the thought process is there. Well, Jerry Jones said he's he's only 24 and he gives us uh, – he knows how to play in the NFL. And okay. He's going to be a great for us let for years Corey, to come. Give, let me give Jerry Jones some credit. Please. Because he has managed to keep a franchise relevant <laughs> without winning <laughs> and being highly dysfunctional. It is unbelievable. And they still sell out. And they still and they still the most valuable franchise in the NFL. Well, here's here's the second half of this. Is that the Raiders front office is like, Gruden, go ahead and trade everybody for picks. What track record does John Gruden have with draft Zero. picks? Zero. This never cat a took a team organization. This guy, his Raiders team that he's known the best for, Charles Woodson, Tim Brown. You didn't draft these guys. Then you go to Freaking Tampa Bay and win a championship with Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, Who, John Lynch, Keyshawn Johnson, and Brad Johnson. What? For, who none of them he, he drafted nor uh, traded Not only did he not draft them, he didn't even develop them. These guys were who they were long before he got his hands on them. And he comes into a franchise where he's got some good, pretty good ball players. And I'm gonna tell you, he, let, let me call this shot right now. These number one picks they're stockpiling for next year are not so that they can load up with a bunch of first-round picks next year. It's so that they can ensure they can move up to number one to take whatever quarterback and get Derek Carr out of town. I am convinced of it. Watch and see if I'm not wrong. And they have five number ones in the next two years. Yes. That's why he's they proud. Have, they have three this year, one of which may actually end up being the first pick in the draft. And, I, you know, he says they're not tanking. And then in the same breath, trades Amari Cooper. I... If you're Jacksonville, are you? Did you already call and say a number one will take David Carr? The question is whether or not Jacksonville can do that. Jacksonville, for those of you out there that don't know, took the first step. And I'm going to tell you, if you're going to have a head coach that's going to play hardball, Doug Marone is the guy. Doug Marone doesn't pull any punches with anybody. Period. He just does not. Doug Marone is a hard man, and he doesn't really give a damn if Jacksonville runs him out of town. He moved Bortles to the bench, in his words, to spark the team. It's the first step in Bortles being jettisoned. The problem is they're on the hook for $18 million a year for the next five. That's a lot of cash to play somebody not to play quarterback. gave him an extension with no backup plan. They did. And – they last had to year. win in spite of their quarterback yeah. last year. Well, and I think well, they that there announced was an he's arrogance. The starter again. Borders is starting. Oh, he's going to be there. But now you know he's on that. He's on that rope, and it's only a matter of time before he's out of there. The the problem I have with Jacksonville, you were so close last year with that defense. Yep. You've got Fournette in there. You've got Yeldon in there. All you need is somebody not to screw it up, and Bortles can't do that. He had opportunities last year. To win it. He's been bad. He is who he is. This past offseason, you had Cousins. You had Bridgewater. You had Keenum. I mean, there were options out there. Some of them good. Some of them really, really good. And instead, they're like, no, nah, we're going to double down on the guy we already know sucks. So you and we're going to hamstring the franchise. And Bortles to Why would anybody Oakland take Bortles? for Derek Carr. And then Oakland can dump his contract and eat it. They well, don't they care. Can't, they can't eat the contract. They, they don't have any cash. That's the problem. They will. I don't know. The problem with the problem with Khalil Mack 
is that the NFL requires when you sign these fat guaranteed contracts, that money has to go into escrow. And the $60 million plus that it was going to take to get Khalil Mack in, apparently Mark Davis was like, uh, hey, player, I ain't got $60 million to put in escrow. Now, they may get that when they move to, to Vegas, and it may be a whole different you know, ball of wax. But I don't know. But Bortles, dude, this is the beginning of the end for this dude. He's out. I, it's coming, and I don't know if Cody Kessler's the answer. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they just go the route where they're like, hey, dude, you know, we're going to sit you on the bench and roll with every rookie or whatever they can bring in there. I'm sure each offseason, Tyrod Taylor, how much fun would Tyrod Taylor be down there? Yep. And Tyrod Taylor has said, I want out. He said it in a really cool way, but he wants out of Cleveland. He has no interest in sitting behind Baker Mayfield, who, oh, by the way, is not exactly lighting the world on fire right now. He keeps doing things to create highlights, but if you're watching the flow of the game, Baker Mayfield's got some issues that are going to be exploited. And the exploitation part of this, and I promise it's not driven by the fact that I'm a little salty over the way the Bengals got rolled. That was predictable. I knew it was going to happen. My concern with the Chiefs is that they are showing their hand too early in the season. The gimmicky stuff with their that they're running with Tyreek Hill going in motion all over the place and this, that, and the other, when you see it the first time, it'll mess you up. These defensive coordinators are pretty smart guys. Yeah, they got film now. They got film. Well, we'll and it doesn't really how. matter. Run them in motion all you want. All we want to know is where the guys are going to end up. You saw what New England was able to do early in the game. There are teams that have more talent than, than New England, but Denver they're going to have to play on defense some ways. What's Watch. that? Watch. Denver plays them this week. Well, we'll see. Vance Johnson could – or Vance Joseph could save his job. Trey Young, three games, 23 points, three rebounds, eight assists. That's what he's averaging. His field goal percentage is 45.5. What's he from three? I don't have that. Sure he does. Well, no, I don't have that right here oh. in front of me. Those are pretty good stats. Now, they we, are pretty good we stats. We dogged them. Now, I know it's a small sample size. It is a small sample size. But he has much better than he played in the summer. He was atrocious Oof. in the summer. Oof. I'm not sold oh. on him yet. I may have missed on Donkic, too. I'm not going to lie. He I'm looked good. Oh, I watched Donkic him. Is, I liked him. Donkic, I said all summer, Donkic is not 6'8". He he's probably about six seven. He's taller yeah. than I thought he was. But and he can play. I, but here's the thing, and I, I stand by this: Doncic will not be a star in the NBA. I'm I'm just gonna stand by that. He's not trash. <laughs> I'm not gonna take it away. No, no, no. And I'm gonna tell you why. He's not athletic enough. He reminds me when I watch him play, and this is no knock. This is just a a, and it's not a racist thing. I'm not saying well he reminds me of a white guy. The guy whose game he reminds me of, and this is crazy, Joe Ingles from the Jazz. Runs the floor hard. Got a couple nice YMCA-type moves. Got a smooth stroke. Can do it, but is restricted athletically. I don't think Donkic. Donkic is not going to get any more athletic than he is right 39. now. 39.3. 39. I'm shocked by that. Let's keep an eye on that, though. He didn't remember, shoot that well as college. Dude. No, God, no. Yeah. No, no, no. He's shooting about 23%. All right, well, we'll keep an eye. Because if we have to eat some crow over Trey Young, we will. But... I'm not buying on you Trey know, Young yet. We we talked about New Orleans a little bit earlier. He, he shot 36 percent in college. You, you know New that Orleans that was after starting like on fire. Yeah, but anyway, you know New Orleans undefeated, averaging 140 points a game. You know that's crazy because you realize New Orleans was winless in the preseason. They New are Orleans, winning by an average of 19 <laughs> points a game, including blowing out the Rockets on opening night. 
And that's seven more than any other team in the league. D- Look, they're the not Denver going Nuggets are undefeated, undefeated and have not given up a hundred points yet. Well, here's the thing: is people have been the talking. Nuggets. This people have been talking all off season about sleeper teams and this, that, and the other. And Utah has been that team that's always yeah. in people's top three or top four out west. Dude, Denver is nothing to fool with. Denver missed the playoffs by an overtime loss the last day of the season last year. They didn't have Paul Millsap all year. Denver is a nice squad. Jamal Murray might be the best player in America that nobody know nobody's right. ever heard of. Wait, no, Jamal he Murray can go get you 25 or 30 every <laughs> single night. Jokic, it's funny that Jokic is getting highlight run right now and people are like, "Oh, Joker." <laughs> Jokic has been bad for a couple years. That dude's good. He's one of the best legit back to the basket post players in the NBA. And he can shoot the three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's one of those. Big. He's that is a man. Don't sleep on Denver. New Orleans is going to be fun to watch. Miritich right now is playing out of his mind. Yeah. And they added him midseason after he beat up Bobby Portis and got kicked out of Chicago. <laughs> but you take Holiday Miritich. Davis, and uh, all of those guys with some length. The guy and, from L.A. Oh, and, and Julius Randle. Julius Randle, yeah. Julius Randle was well. a perfect fit for them. Doesn't need the ball in his hands. Yep. I love that team. I really, really do. And I, I loved watching them play against Houston. Houston had nothing. And before we get out of here, I know we're running out of time. Houston, did you see the fight? Yes. Did you see the fight live? No. Okay, let me give – Let me. I want to make sure that something's 100% clear here. First of all, Brandon Ingram should have been suspended for a month. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody bow up on a referee like that in a long time. And they're trying to say, no, 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 it wasn't a ref. He was bowing up on Harden, who was behind the ref. Nonsense. I know what I saw. I watched it. He should have been suspended for a month. Because then, after all that, after they got him away from the referee, comes in and he sucker punches, jumps onto the pile, get him out of there for a month. But you explain to me, czar of basketball, how in the blue hell... Chris Paul gets two games and Ray John Rondo gets three. He's the head of the Players Association. I I would have thought Rondo's history would have factored in him getting a longer suspension. As well as he instigated it. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, because he spit in his face. No, he didn't. There's no spit. Did you see the video? Yeah, I didn't see any spit, though. I, I have not seen any spit. I saw a spit. We're going to have to check the video check off it out. there. Check it out, Trey. Because see, there's spit so in there, when I look Chris at the Paul video, shouldn't have got anything. When I look at the video, it looks like Rondo breathed, but and then like a little thing on his cheek moves, but I didn't see any spit. Yeah, I saw there. him spit. I didn't you see saw it. him yeah. spit. But yeah, he had his yeah. mouth garden. I How, do you one of those? How do you spit with your mouth guard in? Yeah, I think this is see, one of those Yanni Laurel type situations. No, no, he, he did. Go back and watch it. Oh, I'm going to. You better believe I'm going to. I'm not. I don't care either way, but... He did spit in the guy's face. Mm. So, again, given his history and the fact that he instigated it, I thought his suspension should be. All right, I'm going to take you at your word. And until I see definitive evidence otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and accept this and say, all right, justice was served. Right. But No, I don't think it was served. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Honestly, if if Rondo did spit in another man's face, then he deserved to get popped in the eye. But I'm not going to lie. There was a part of me that kind of reveled in Chris Paul getting popped in the eye because he's always like halfway tough. You know what? He, and in a in a, in a game of guys that are 6'8", 240, you ain't that tough. He seems in the second half of his career 
to be, um, he's changed, his mentality as a player has changed. He's, he's an ass. Right? Yeah. I'm that's what I'm getting at. Nice that's why I was it. not sad but to see him get popped in the eye he's twice. A, he's complaining all the time and whining and going on and he's uh, tweeting and texting. Them. I was like, it's play. It is worth noting. And the NBA should take notice of this. What caused that in the first place was bad officiating. Yeah. Because by the rules, Harden should have gotten a continuation in the first place. Harden lost his mind and flailed around like he does to the referee. Ingram came back, pushed Harden, was like, shut up, dude. Harden, Harden, I was impressed with him because he was just like, what was that? Yeah. And stepped away. And he's like, nah, dog, this is the NBA. We don't really fight. Yeah. But Brandon Ingram, you can't buck up to an official like that. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will see you next week. I'm Krista Lambert, Robert Briggy, Professor Trent. We're out. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.